Gracefully and Frankly is free to you, all thanks to Sierra Sill, Canadian-based natural joint pain relief that's been part of our family, even the furry ones. Yeah, that includes Rob, for well over a decade. <laughs> Sierra Sill is patented and promises you'll feel a difference in your pain or your money back. Try it and get your life back by spring. Check them out online at sierrasill.com. Sierra, like the mountains. Sill, like silicon.com. And you'll get 10% off your order with the code GF. Well, hey there, episode 62, and we're celebrating 62 in a different kind of way today. Not usually a milestone to most people, but to us, it kind of is. I'm Erin Davis. I'm Lisa Brandt. Yeah, 62, two ways for us, right? Yep. I don't want to rush it, but (laughs) we were born in 62, and this year we're turning. (laughs) And we're going to take a look at some of the things that we do now that we used to think only old people did, and we're not old, okay? Let's get that on the table right off the bat. All you have to do is look around. You'll always see somebody older. Hopefully. Yes. (laughs) Also, an email from a listener about rules for baby. Have you ever experienced this where it's only touch the baby with a 10-foot pole? Kind of, yeah. But that pole has to have been made of absolutely no nut products and not have a sharp end because we don't know those things, right? right? Anyway, we'll talk about that also. Apple. Apple is now saying, forget about the rice trick. Okay, so apparently I'm not supposed to do that. Who knew? I mean, it went viral and everybody does it and it works. But Apple's saying, no, 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 there's a different way. So we'll tell you what that is. And Law & Order comes to T.O. Yeah, the second episode is tonight. It's February 29th. Are you working for free today? We'll cover it all coming up. And all over my Facebook, and I'm sure everyone else's, are the Envy Pillow gals, Kathy and Kim, of course, and Erin Davis and her lovely dog also selling Envy. Now, were you aware that you were going to be, you know, kind of viral in this Envy campaign? No, no. I I offered to do it, obviously, because they are our sponsors for this and for my Drift Sleep Stories podcast. But no, I didn't know they were going to be viral. It, it Dottie's in it, too, huh? It's wonderful. And it really proves that, I mean, we're not going to talk about things unless they really are part of our lives. You introduced me to it years ago. And it's the shape of the pillow, N-V, E-N-V-Y, and the shape of the pillow that makes such a difference and has just been such a seamless transition. It's helped me with my neck pain. And also, now that I'm using a freaking CPAP, if I can call it that, it's wonderful because it keeps my face sort of up and just makes everything easier, including sleep. There are cheap imitations, just a ton of cheap pillows out there. But Envy is the envy of them all. Go to EnvyPillow.com and get 10% off using the code GF. Find out for yourself. You know anybody having a birthday today, Lisa? It seems that when February 29th comes around, so do so many people come out of the woodwork and go, hey, hey, I'm having a birthday for the first time in like four years. Yes, shout out to my nephew Milan. He's having a birthday today. And don't ask me to do the math because I'm really not sure how old he is. Probably eight or nine, something like that. But Yeah, and shout out to my Uncle Vern, who today turns, I think, 19. 
<laughs> I'm not sure. It's going to be 71 or 72. I guess it has to be an even number. 72 divided by four. Somebody else do the math. <laughs> but anyway, it's his birthday today, too. If you're a leap year baby, good. But for everybody else, are you working for free today? Yeah, unless you're making an hourly wage, a salaried position might not include this extra day this year. So you're doing an extra day of work. Now, it's funny, Derek and I talked about this, and both of us coming from radio and from an era where, you know, when I first started at Standard Radio in Toronto, I worked 21 days straight and said, how do I apply for overtime? And the laughter that oh. rang through the halls was just expected. You just do it. You should be lucky to be here. Mm -hmm. But that's not how it is, and today's generations won't Put up with it. And I say good for them. Apparently, corporations could be pocketing more than $2 billion in compensation on leap years. And the average individual worker who makes like maybe $40 an hour loses $319. They call it an epidemic of wage theft. And yeah, you can go to the labor board, but you might just get the same response that Lisa got way back in the day asking for OT. So there you go. Right. Don't want to be a downer on February 29th. Go ahead, do your leaping, whatever it takes. But uh, yeah, it's a fact of life I'd never thought of before. No, I hadn't either. I used to think about sometimes when we would work extra hours because of, I don't know, some news would break or whatever, and it was just expected. But that doesn't make it right, and it isn't right. And I'm glad that younger generations think about these kinds of things. Yeah, they're not as desperate for their jobs as we were, you know. They know their value, and they are not afraid to say, look, you need me more than I need you. And mm -hmm. we were in an era of, you should be lucky that you're doing this and we could replace you in two minutes and blah, blah, blah. So that's yeah. true. It's why mm -hmm. we put up with so much, especially the sexism. There's plenty of other girls who want your job. And it was true. Now, look at us. Listen to us talking about back in my day, like Seth Meyers does in his skit with the puppet dog and a pipe on Seth Meyers. We used to see older co-workers do. But what are some other things, and we want you to think about this, some things that you do now that you thought only old people did, and you're not old. You know, like the most basic one is probably making a sound when you get out of a chair. <laughs> That's <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> it is. I also have readers' glasses in every room, and they're all mm -hmm. different strengths, so I never know. I get rid of a lot of them and get other ones, but you never know if you're going to be able to see when you pick them up. Do you keep a Kleenex up your sleeve? Does everything have to have pockets? And if it doesn't, <laughs> you keep it up your sleeve. My mom used to keep hers up her sleeve or in her bra. I keep other things in my bra. If I have a piece of gum I'm working on, I no. Let me clarify that. If I've only <laughs> chewed half of a piece of gum, the unchewed part will go in my bra, which often makes for a little clickety sound when I undress at night because it's fallen out on the floor. <laughs> I'm talking about the gum, not my boobs. Well, they are too. So storing stuff on your person, particularly in your bra. And yeah, I put credit cards in there too before I had my cards on my phone. What about you? I never put anything in my bra. It's just a uh... I don't know why. Maybe I just don't want to think about them. I've given up on them getting bigger. But my former mother-in-law used to do that, and the dog would always pull the Kleenex out. Ah, The other thing is sometimes paying cash, right? So yeah. the other day I bought rubber gloves, and they came to $2.47. Mm -hmm. So I just took out two quarters and two loonies. I'm not going to charge it. And the kid, it must have taken him 
a solid five minutes to figure out how much change. And I was so amused that I just sat and watched. Ah, <laughs> well, part of the problem, you said $2.47? Yeah, so you round down. Right. That's the thing. That's probably where he got confused. Well, again, you know, this is a generation that presses yeah. the picture of a hamburger on a cash register. They don't right. deal in, in numbers. So it was amusing. And I, yeah, I did feel a little antiquated, but that's fine. Yeah. And there are <laughs> plenty of things that we do that people, our grandparents, our parents could never have imagined doing at 60, maybe because stuff didn't exist, you know, like being tech savvy, posting memes, having a podcast, all of this stuff. Yeah. I am behind on my texting. I never learned to type with my thumbs. And I'm so envious of people, anybody who can type with their thumbs. But I always had long nails, Lisa. So that also made it very difficult. How about you? Yeah, I'm a thumb texter like crazy, but my nails don't grow. Okay. So, <laughs> so that would be the reason why I can do it. All right. Another thing that I do is gravitate to 70s music. Mm -hmm. You know, there's another sort of old person thing to yeah. do. It's not exactly big band. It's still pretty hip stuff. Well, it is. But you know what? In the 70s, when my parents were listening to big band, that was 30 years earlier, Lisa. Now the 70s is 50 years earlier. So, yeah. I have trouble with that. I know. Another one I do is I think the 90s were a decade ah, ago. Me you know? too. <laughs> Other stuff that we do that we thought old people do and we're not old. Okay. This one I am the most embarrassed about. Uh-oh. My parents used to do this and now I do it. I wear a tea towel around my neck when I eat dinner in front of the TV because I don't want to wear my spaghetti sauce. <laughs> well, that's just smart. <laughs> I know, but we're going back to the bib. What is happening here? I know. Well, we have, they're not TV trays, but yeah. they may as well be. Right. The little tables that you can push over, come over on the couch and stuff. Oh, and yeah. I mean, all it is is TV tray 2.0. Right. So that's, you know, that, that may qualify as well. Mm -hmm. You find yourself <laughs> storing and keeping things, whether it's a good box from Amazon, foils that you've only used once, twice, three, four times. And I will save every bag that is resealable from a carrot bag to a tortilla bag. You know that because I sent your snack home with you from California in that's a used right. tortilla bag. And our daughter-in-law said, yep, I know that's from Aaron. I recognize that kind of bag. <laughs> with me, it's elastics. Right. The blue elastic that's off the broccoli. And I save it because someday I think there's going to be an elastic shortage and I'm going to have all the currency. Yay. Yay there you go. <laughs> Snap to it with Lisa. Okay. I look at the SNL lineup Saturday Night Live and I know neither the host nor the musical guest about 50% of the time. Or I will know one of them and I will still watch because... You know, my yeah. mind is open and I want to find out why Shane Gillis was canned from SNL. I, I remembered that story and then I watched the show and I went, meh, they, why'd they bring him back? But anyhow, SNL and the Grammys, of course, you've got the OG artists like the ones who made this year's show so good. But there's a whole bunch of them. You go, OK, I'm going to look for that singer or performer because they're really great. But the rest of them is like, eh. And I find myself, Lisa, I'm just like my parents and grandparents, remarking on the various stages of undress. And I mean, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I just it is getting less and less and less and less. And 
but it's true. It is true. As our parents would say, there's nothing left to the imagination. That's, that's right. And it's true. <laughs> but I'm with you because I don't watch all the reality shows. So oh. somebody, there'll be headlines, for example, on people.com or whatever. Right. And it'll be so-and-so files for divorce and be like, I don't know who these people are. So like it could be six or seven headlines in a row and I have no idea who they are. And that's the kind of stuff you and I used to snack on when we were on radio. Oh. And now it's just like, I don't know who these people are. I have no idea. I think that first Paris Hilton and then the Kardashians. Yes. It cleansed my mind like Trump's bleach injections. I just know I'm not following these people. They're famous for being famous and I could not care less. Yeah. Couldn't even tell you what show they come from. I have never watched A Real Housewife. Have you? No, or the Vanderpumps, right. any of them. I don't care what their rules are. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. And, and anything that purports to be reality, it's just not. Sure, it's entertainment, but don't try and tell me that this is reality because it's just not. You know, we're... Please. Okay. Watching the local evening news. We still do that. And mostly we do it because we like the people on it. They feel like family to some degree. It's local. I feel like I know what's going on in my area mm -hmm. instead of having to read it online. And that is an old school thing now. I know the demographic for watching evening news locally is falling. And that's partly why Bell's pulling the plug on so many of these. Right. I haven't watched TV news since I left radio, really. I just don't have an interest at all. and that, But I consume news in other ways. Get it. I totally get it. Um, I showed up for a blood test the other day. And I hadn't really looked at the form. Now, I don't know if this is an old thing or not, but okay. I had to fast. And the, oh, no. the thing that really, really ticked me off was there was nobody at the lab. I was in. And she looked at the form and she went, did you fast today? And I went, no. And she's like, well. You have to fast for at least 12 hours. I'm like, no. So uh, I did fast that night and went back the next morning. But it was completely empty. And I don't know about you, but whenever I go to do something like that, unless I've got an appointment, it's never empty. Dang. You could have <laughs> taken all the blood. Take it. I'm here all day. <laughs> okay. Making appointments and not wanting to drive in the dark. That's becoming a thing. I was in Palm Springs and our mutual friend Wanda suggested, hey, let's go do something Let's go play drag queen bingo, which sounds like so much fun. And I said, Wanda, that sounds like something that starts after 6 p.m. And you know what? Partly because it's unfamiliar territory and the desert is dark and stuff. But I shortchanged myself out of a really good time because it wasn't during the day. Nah. I'm with you, though. I don't like to drive in the dark. And it's not even at home where I know everything, right. everywhere I'm going, I don't know everything. But I think you do. One of the things is critters <laughs> yes. jumping out. And the other is I think my eyesight is getting a little weak in the dark. I don't think I see mm. as well with all the lights and everything. Maybe I am old. Well, we're talking about our eyes. Let's move to our teeth. Do you keep one of those dental flossers on that little side table next to your coat? I don't, but Derek does. I actually have an entire packet of them across from me in the TV stand <laughs> console where I use them once and get rid of them. Derek has one I think he's had since the turn of the century. and uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with reusing them. Somebody's going to correct me on this, a dental hygienist, and please do, but I think there is nothing wrong with keeping that little bit of plastic out of the landfill for at least a few more days 
And of course, you could do it old school with it wrapped around your fingers and all that. But when you're sitting watching your Law and Order or whatever you're watching or Perry Mason reruns, God help me. Oh, my God. I know. Me TV is crack for the senior crowd. It's just that's that's a network. There's it's just a great use of time. It's like you could brush the dog or you could flush your teeth or and, and I know some people are going to be totally grossed out by this. It's a bathroom habit. I know. I don't sit out there and shave my legs, although with my cordless razor, I could if I wanted. Oh my so there. goodness. Oh my goodness. But the dogs would be nervous, right? <laughs> That's right. Do you think it's weird? And I want to go back to tech for a second. This has to happen to other people where you email yourself a reminder. Like, I'll send an email to you and to me and going, oh, this will be a great topic for Gracefully and Frankly. And then 15 seconds later, you get a bing on your computer or your phone and you go, oh, I got an email. And it was me. (laughs) I do the same thing. If I made an appointment or something, I don't have time to put it in my calendar. I'll shoot myself an email about it or whatever. And then then it'll be like, oh, gee, I wonder who's emailing. Yeah, no, I have the same thing. (laughs) Okay, thank you. I don't know. This is so comforting. And hopefully when you're listening, you're having a laugh, but you're also going, ah, yeah, that's me too. You know that I have a big problem with my battery. Mm. And it's not my physical one this week from having the grandkids. Yes. But my phone battery, if my phone is under 80%, I start to feel like I'm on the moon and someone is standing on my air tube or however (laughs) that works. But you know what I mean? I cannot let my phone get under like 49% or I feel like I'm dying. Yeah, I know. I don't have that. Derek has it too, though. And I I don't know what it is. Is it because you rely on your GPS? Is it because... No. No? No. Is it FOMO? I don't know, Mo. Mm. But it has to be charged at all times. I guess to me, it's like maybe some people are like that with a full gas tank. If it gets under three quarters of a tank, they feel like they should keep topping it up. I don't know. I'm just weird. (laughs) Oh, I don't think you're alone at all. Derek is the same. Our phones, the ones we have now, the Google Pixel... The battery is really strong and actually doesn't run down that much. But especially if he's in the vehicle, it is plugged in. I don't think you're alone at all. And we're not supposed to keep our devices fully charged all the time. Right. The battery on my computer is always overriding me when I want to get it to 100%. It thinks stopping at 80% is okay. Well, you weren't raised by my dad. 80% (laughs) is not good enough. Oh, God. It all comes down to therapy. One more thing about Apple. I hate technology because they're going to take away the thing I like about my phone. And that's just Apple, right? I'm going to lose the little touch button at the bottom. So I am protecting this phone and trying to keep it dry and do all the things. So maybe that's my last on the list of things that older people do. I don't know. But also they're expensive. I'm not one of those people who changes my phone every time there's new technology. No. I love my phone. Please don't make me change it. (laughs) Well, you can save it if it gets wet, you know, and you don't need a bag of rice. Wait, wait. Okay. We've always been told, put it in a bag of rice. We referred to it last week about your whole head in a bag of rice when you got your hearing aids wet. So, okay, what is this now? So Apple has put out sort of an official statement to say, look, you're all putting your phones in rice when they get wet. And they're actually coming in with little bits of rice and it can be worse because of the rice, even though it works. I mean, I've done it. My iPhone back when I had Apple went for a swim in a clean toilet bowl and I immediately put it in rice. 
and it worked just fine. But apparently this harkens back to the days of cameras, early days of cameras, if they got wet. Photographers would put them in rice and dry them out. Oh. Yeah. So Apple says if your phone gets wet, don't dry it in rice. Unplug it at both ends, of course, and tap it gently against your hand with the connector facing down. Liquid Mm -hmm. will come out. Leave it to dry for about half an hour just sitting there. Mm. And then when they're dry, try charging it again. If that fails, leave it for a day. They also say don't use an external heat source and don't put a cotton swab or paper towel wadded up into the connector Mm. and don't put it in rice. Okay. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It really is. And, you know, I got my phone wet back in California. Just it was attached to a charger because I'm an idiot. I had to have it charged in the pool. (laughs) Please. Yeah, it took a little bit of a dip. So I just took it out. Unplugged it from the charger and laid it in the sun face down because uh, the heat on the black screen. And it was okay, Lisa. I think the silt in the desert air did both ends of my phone more harm than anything. Yeah. So that's what they're saying. Can you link to that story on our Gracefully and Frankly page, please? Happily. Uh, Yeah. So don't blow it dry and don't put it in rice. Right. Good idea. love rules that are easy to understand and have some sort of a sense behind them. But this email we got from Pauline had us shaking our heads so hard that I think my eyeballs haven't quite come back to their regular resting position. Holy doodle. This is amazing. And I'm so glad, Pauline, you shared it with us. So she's talking about her sister-in-law. She's over 70 and her son at 45 got married recently and they're going to have a baby girl. Yay! Everybody's excited. This is her first grandchild. How wonderful is it? So Lois is just, she cannot wait to get on the plane and go and see this baby when she arrives. However, she was sent a list of do's and don'ts. When she gets there, she's not allowed to kiss the baby. Yeah, for the first six months or something. Now, there may be actual science and medical advice there, especially in the time when COVID hasn't gone away. Okay, I get that one. Okay, so this baby obviously is not yet in college. Uh, It's a newborn. (laughs) Right. She's not allowed to say the baby is cute or beautiful or comment on any physical attributes because... They will raise this child to focus on her mental abilities, not her physical looks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that. But it's a baby. The child won't be watching TV or have a cell phone. Oh, okay. I guess they're not going to have it on anywhere that the child is. All right. If they can do that, good for them. Okay. Are the parents going to stay off their cell phones? That's it, the thing. It sounds right? really good right now. Mm-hmm. Lois is not to make suggestions or give advice about raising the child. No, this is how we did it in my day because Mm. they they have read all the books. Oh, good. Thank God they've read all the books. And if she has a question while she's there, like, where's your sweetener? She's not to ask the mother. She's to direct any questions to her son because the mother will be busy. Oh, that to me, that to me is the whole raison d'etre for this list. It's because the daughter doesn't like the mother-in-law. Well, it made me think, was back when I was a manager and I was only 25 years old, it wasn't about a baby and it wasn't about that, but I was so 
convinced that I had no idea what I was doing, and I was petrified that I made all these lists and had all these rules to protect myself from spilling over and exploding. Right. And it kind of seems like who doesn't want their mother-in-law or somebody's input? She raised the guy she married. She must have done an okay job. And I think this sounds like a stressed out, scared to death, terrified mom. And I haven't had kids, so I can only imagine. Well, one with trust issues for sure. Yeah. Obviously. Or the son has told his wife, you know, oh, my mom was just the worst mom. Or it's really hard to infer from all of that what her meaning is. Or maybe she just printed this out for everybody who's coming for a visit. Yeah. And it, either way, it's pretty heavy handed, wouldn't you say? I would say. And it just speaks to the lack of respect for the oh, see, here we go with the older generation sounding but thing it's again. True. But damn it, we've been there. We've done this. And you will find by the second kid, most of the rules are gone because they realized, oh, yes, we can't raise Bobby without saying no. And believe it or not, that was something that Lauren and her husband had come up with, that Colin wasn't going to hear the word no. Oh. And then they met him, you know? <laughs> and it was just like, you know, I'm biting my tongue so hard. I think my career in broadcasting will be over. And I just said, good luck with that. Mm. And you know what? It all changed. Of course it changed because you can go by the book for anything. And chemistry is like that, and, and baking because it's chemistry, and safety and stuff like that. But there's rules, and then there's real life. Right. And it's when real life doesn't have any impact on parenting that you just shake your head. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, poor Lois. Can you, let me ask you this way, because I haven't yeah. had a child. I've been around many, but can you plan so many things so rigidly for a child you haven't even met yet? There were so many variables. And I remember the no thing when Colin was born and thinking, okay, what's going to happen when he gets to school and a teacher says no? Right. His world will fall apart. And it was done with the best of intentions and with love and everything, but yeah. just not realistic. No. And there's so much of it that isn't. We all think we're going to raise, you know, the perfect and ideal human being. And these would be the ways, but you're not building it in a laboratory. <laughs> Life happens. Everything happens. And your child's going to have their own personality and they may love Nana to death. And God, you don't get in between grandparents and their grandchildren. If it's a healthy relationship and there's love to be had, the more love, the better. I just can't imagine holding my new grandchild and not kissing his forehead or her forehead. Or at least smelling their hair. That's probably not allowed either. Who yeah. knows? Look at Toronto. What a thrill to finally see our city playing herself on, I guess, the world stage. I'm hoping Law & Order Toronto Criminal Intent is going to be available elsewhere. I know it's on Prime Video and, of course, City TV. But did you notice what I noticed in the first few seconds of the show, Lisa? Yeah, I think everybody was kind of buzzing about it. And having both lived and worked in Toronto... Uh... Here, listen up and see if you hear what we heard. In Toronto's war on crime, oh, the yeah. worst offenders yeah. are pursued by the detectives of the Specialized Criminal Investigations Unit. These are their stories. Nobody who lives in Toronto 
calls it Toronto. Nobody does. No, it's such a tell. It's such a tell that they got somebody from outside to do that. Yeah, but there are dialect coaches for everybody. All it took was one Canadian to say, you know what, We, we don't say Toronto like Toronto. And, you know, we had this discussion on the air years ago before you and I teamed up. And a woman was adamant that we should say it the way it's spelled. Yeah, you can say it the way it's spelled, or you can sound like you know what you're talking about. Because it is, for some people, they don't even put a soft D at the end, or it's T-R-A-W-N-N-A, Trana. It's not. That's only if you're Don Cherry. (laughs) It's Toronto. A friend of Derek's who is insistent that Young Street should be called Yonge, like sponge. (laughs) Yonge, like sponge. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And there's a lot of things. Never mind. We get off on a tangent here. But come on, guys (laughs) or gals. I know that uh, there's a woman who is helming this thing in Toronto. And oh, boy, do they name check like the first episode last week. They said Muskoka. They said this beach, that beach. They shot it in Little India. There was a mansion at uh, Bathurst in St. Clair. It was really cool seeing Toronto not disguised as another city for a change. Hmm. Oh, and get this. This week's episode is going to be based loosely on the man who um, very tragically murdered members of his condo board. And uh, you remember that story? And episode four, Rob Ford. Ooh. Yeah, and you know they're going to call him Charlie Chevrolet or something. (laughs) But, you know, we, we know. We know. Wow. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it's just disappointing that someone didn't have the stones to say that it doesn't sound right. Yeah, but I liked it. I saw a blog post where somebody was being, you know, critically cool as one is because you have to be cynical and trash everything and saying he hasn't watched Law & Order since 2000. Well, then find somebody who likes the franchise. I do. And that's another sign I'm old. And that's the end of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to Envy Pillow and to Sierra Sill. Yeah. And to everyone who listens to this podcast, not to mention all the reviews we got on Facebook (gasps) after my appeal. So that was wonderful, too. So thanks. We'll see you on Facebook. Yeah. Lisa's definitely appealing. And I'm Erin. And we'll be back (laughs) with you next week. Bye for now. Bye-bye. 